It's called a promo, Shut kid. Your and mouth, if you want to be the big dog, you're going to have to learn how to do it. So go Are ahead. Are you ready? No, I said. Are you ready? That was good. Glad you finally decided to pull that giant stick out of your butt and have some fun for once in your life. You're uneducated, marks. You sit there on your phones tweeting out your opinions like they're worth a damn. Let me explain something to you people. You don't know shit. And I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's death. With these shows going head to head, I'm, I'm here to just tell you the facts, not mm. what's uh, funny or anything like that. With these shows going head to head, NXT picked up a ratings victory over Dynamite on Tuesday night. Again, not a Brian Alvarez fan. I know I've told you three times, but they need to know. I don't condone Brian Alvarez and. This isn't an endorsement for him. I just, I agree for once. NXT, 921,000 viewers, up 7.5%. Largest audience total since September 25, 2019, which was the second week they aired on USA. Dynamite did 609,000 on TBS, down 24% from last week. Lowest viewership total the show has done since June 18, 2021, when that episode was moved to Saturday due to NBA playoff coverage. By the way, isn't that, isn't that interesting that uh, when Dynamite was uh, moved to Saturday, which is the collision time slot, they, in fact, did collision numbers. Isn't that strange? Some of you have absolutely no idea why that's strange, but we can worry I about don't. that later. I don't fully know. NXT drew a point three at 18-49, up 37%, fourth highest rating in the history of the show, trailing only the first three weeks that they were on USA. Dynamite, point two six. At 18 to 49. That's down 7.1% from last week. Lowest rating the show has done since June 28th. So, what are the facts? Well, there are several facts. The first fact is that NXT won the viewership. But why does he have to say fact like that? Is my thing, too. Like, because he's, he's making sure people know that. He's talking about the facts, not all the opinions that yeah. people are saying on the internet. Yeah. And that's that's what I agree with. I don't necessarily agree with one side or the other, uh, especially not for this episode, but I agree with Brian Alvarez's stance on, okay, we're going to give you the absolute truth on it, unbiased. That's what we're trying to do here, too. So, Yeah. The second fact... You got one in. Is it NXT won the demo? The third fact... Stop me when I'm telling lies. Oh, come on. Is it AEW did a great number, all things considered. The other fact, fourth fact, I believe, now am I in four? AEW did a really good number, all things considered. You did Wait, is that the second time you said that? Is that That's four. 3A and 3B? You know, the fifth fact is? That's that's it. Go on. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So congratulations to uh, to everybody. <laughs> hey, you know. Amen. Like that's, that's the, thing that's is, it. It that's the point. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you rate. But uh, that is the subject of today's show. Is the ratings. Where we're taking it off the Tuesday Night War and going to the ratings war because that's truly all this is about. And yeah. It's playing off of and following up to the uh, 
very, very quick, brief, out-of-the-blue episode I did last week on the Tuesday Night War, when Tuesday's morning came about and social media had a fun little field day with being toxic again, I decided to take to the mic. Literally, I made I made the video version before NXT or Dynamite went on the air, too. I got wow. everything done before it went on the air. That's fair. It was on a mission, man. I was like, this is our opportunity to let people know what we're about and why yeah, this, we... this is almost made for us, in a way. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see a war, but... No. First of all, in our main episode last week, we acknowledged that WWE was starting the war, or at least they were trying to be overly competitive. We didn't acknowledge they were starting a war, we said they were being overly competitive. Heavy-handed, is a, as I put it, and yeah. And then in this week's episode this week's main episode we talked about uh how the war started before tuesday even came about yes yeah the war came on uh saturday with fast lane and collision AEW, to their own uh credit were trying to be overly competitive on saturday night and uh it made sense and it because you don't want your your tv show to get drowned out by a pay-per-view when it obviously is going to if it's a pay-per-view event. Yes. Pay-per-view that five matches, though. <laughs> Literally five matches. and It was a TV. Fastlane was a TV show. It was a well-produced and hella cool yeah. TV show. But that's that's where it started. And then <laughs> Tuesday came about. Oh. Uh... Yeah. See, now we're not on the main show anymore. We can actually get into detail on this because I know it's been hard to not go in so much detail about it. God, there's so much I could say. Dude. Title Tuesday happens. Yes. And see, that's the thing. It's like they had to do that because of what was going on on Wednesday on TBS. Yeah, it wasn't to everyone who doesn't quite know by now. If you don't, I don't know how, but that's not it wasn't AEW's choice. It wasn't Tony Khan's choice to be like, oh, we're going to go Tuesday. They had to. The timeline shows that both companies want to be at war because oh yeah, we go back. It starts at Fastlane being the real com- beginning with uh, AEW being as overly competitive as WWE was about to start being. So then AEW has to move to a Tuesday, right? WWE says, okay, you want to go head to head with NXT? We're gonna pack NXT, and they fucking packed it. Which I still think there's. Side note, I think there's other things at play here. They're still trying to get a TV deal for NXT. They're still trying to get a TV deal for Raw. So. They're going to move Raw off a Monday. They're stupid. Yeah. Again, I'm not I'm not allowed to be biased here. I just think that's stupid. It's Monday Night Raw. We're watching the Monday Night Raw Top 100 Moments in Raw History DVD. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah. So it it wasn't their choice, but per se, but they're both engaged at this point. Exactly. They're both engaged. WWE says, okay, you want to come to our night? We're going to pack it. And again, like, NXT was a great show. They didn't have to pack it, but obviously to get ratings, they did. Now, a little aside before we actually get started talking about the in-devs here. Yeah. Good 
on Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker to get to work with two, you know, legends of the business, basically. Oh, certainly. Like, so, they're the real winners here. If I'm, like, everyone says the, the fans are the real winners, which we kind of are yeah, in certain ways. But In the grand scheme of this conversation. But those guys are. Real, there are the real, real winners. <laughs> Title Tuesday and NXT take place. The Tuesday Night War ensues. I go on air. I make an episode. Uh, A really good episode, by the way. You should watch it. Thank you. Thank <laughs> or listen you. to it. I was. Either one. Yeah, I was on point that day. And then... We come up the next day. <laughs> oh. Tony Khan starts oh. breaking it down a little bit. Oh, no. No. Tony? Why? Yeah. Let's start. I'm going to read you a couple tweets here, and I'll post these tweets on the video version, too. But Let's see. Hold on. I got ahead of myself here. Uh, this actually, this was from Tuesday night. This yes. was the message. Said, I have a message for them. Uh. See you tonight at a special Tuesday night AEW Dynamite title fight Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central on TBS. At, at least the first 30 minutes are commercial free, plus a big overrun tonight. He was like, because didn't NXT announce they were going to be commercial free yeah, for the first 30 basically minutes? Yeah, basically started with NXT going, yeah, we're going to be commercial free <clears> the first 30 minutes. And then Tony's like, we can do that too, plus an overrun. And then not long after that, he was like, by the way, there's a buy-in too. Yeah. And the buy-in was pretty fire to you, Eddie Kingston. It was. Suzuki got to wrestle his fucking fire. Next day, Tony Khan, after the ratings drop, says, and this is where WWE took this as a declaration of war. They went on record said that was a declaration of war. Ugh, How yeah. How you feel about it? This week, two active decades-long rating streaks from two great legends were ended with all due respect until this week's head-to-head AEW on TBS versus WWE on USA, neither John Cena nor Undertaker had ever been on a WWE show with under 1 million total viewers, plus under 400k in the demo. WWE read that and were like, okay, you want to talk shit. And Which, by the way, that wasn't a necessary statistic in my opinion. Right. It wasn't necessary. Like, I get it. You know, competition. But it wasn't necessary to point out that specific thing. Exactly. It didn't. So then, uh, with people coming at Tony Khan, calling him uh, overly dramatic or what have you. Yes. He says, this weekend marks one year since Mayo Clinic saved my mom's life. During her ordeal, many AEW talent came to me alleging WWE tampering, including them to break their contracts. I'll never forget these phone calls at her side in the hospital. It's when business became personal for me. As an English major, and I've written many an essay, mm-hmm. there's a lot of topics in there that don't go with each other. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So, I get it. and it's, it's important. I feel like if you would have wrote it, one about his mother, and then one about the tampering, mm-hmm. and then one, you know, I would have been like, okay, fine. But he put it all in one, like, it almost feels manipulative in a way. But if this is an essay, it would just be a clusterfuck. <laughs> Breaking it down on a language arts sense, okay. Well, I can get with it, grammatical sense. And also, your verified account, I think you can tweet more characters than that, so you have room to add more context. But still, <laughs> without breaking it down grammatically, uh, it definitely has meaning towards the tweet prior to it. it I suppose so, yes. 
he's just listing like okay that at that moment i decided this was personal and i'm gonna pursue going to war with the head honcho of the pro wrestling industry and likewise though he wasn't ever pursuing it actively i think because in some senses as an aw fan it hurts him it's just but in some senses he knew that that's a really tough battle to fight and you are fighting with your back firmly against the wall oh yeah and even now he is but i feel like now he just didn't have a choice because endeavor really did uh once they signed that paper pull the trigger on saying oh yeah you want to eliminate this competition and again it could it could make both companies look great and like i said in that a 15 minute episode if this is like some fabricated thing PR stunt yeah between both companies to have both of them succeed by all means you fucking got me but i just don't want to see that uh be the reason that so many people go to war in real life over something so taboo something so silly because wrestling's not that serious (laughs) see it's funny i i retweeted you multiple times that day because between everything I see on my, you know, pers- other personal interests mm-hmm. and wrestling Twitter, the toxicity and, like, the needless shaming of, oh, this is real wrestling. <laughs> oh, real wrestling's on tonight. You know who you are. Uh, that's There's not necessary. We all watch wrestling, whether yeah. it's technical wrestling, whether it's just two big meaty men smacking man meat. Do I do I pull the clip out again? The no, third time in a row? No. Or whether it's a hardcore, you know, blood everywhere. Oh, that's my favorite. You know, high-flying, you know, uh, theatrical, you know, maybe it's not even wrestling part of it, just the sports entertainment. It's all wrestling in a bubble. And we're all fans. Like There's no need to get so toxic. I like the hardcore blood stuff that you're talking about. Let's get more into that. That would be great. Tony subtweets that tweet I just read about his mom, the Mayo Clinic, and WWE yes. trying to snake talent while all that was going on. He subtweets himself and says, "Not that I should be surprised." Again, why are you subtweeting yourself if you're verified? Can't you type like unlimited? I don't know. I don't pay for Twitter. Going on. Not that I should be surprised, but the same WWE avatar accounts that spam me every day, no matter what I say or what it's about, now turning the wrath to mom recovering from a near-death experience, is why I straight hate these people to the bottom of my heart with all my soul. And honestly, for Tony Khan to be a fucking mark and say he hates them that much, like, it really is that personal then. (laughs) I mean, I get it. I do get it. But I think not only Tony Khan, but different fans of all subsets can get this idea that you don't have to take everything so personal and you don't have to reciprocate with hate just because someone else is spewing out hate against you there's no there's no need to perpetuate the cycle Mm. at least that's my opinion i said a line in a song one time that says playing or fighting fire with fire you get burned right back I think that's a very good point, yeah. Try to fight fire with fire, I'm getting burned right back. It, it kind of, like... It's hot. For Tony Khan, who is... And, you know, I love Tony Khan, by the way. I'm not saying... He's my hero. Like, I'm, I'm not... I'm still more against Vince McMahon than I am Tony Khan. I have reasons to be. Yeah. But the way Tony <laughs> Khan's acting here, personal vendettas aside, is a very... It's a little bit unprofessional, in my opinion. I... I actually can't agree to that, as surprising as it sounds. 
Because I do defend the amount of, like, he's putting his personal feelings to this. If I'm in his position, I am too, but I'm not going about it that way either. And you know my stance on Vince McMahon too. That's why I laughed when you said that, because in that episode, I literally took the last, like, minute to go <laughs> off on him. Shit on him. I was like, sorry, guy. But it's true. What I said was true in the sense of, like, a lot of, all of our childhoods, if you're listening to this, you're a wrestling fan, all of our childhoods were based around this product that Vince McMahon created, yes. and it really sucks that, like, you don't want the fact that it turned out he had bad moral character to tarnish that. Oh, no. And I think Tony kind of does feel that way now, because it he got involved in the business, and he played so close to the corporate fire that is Vince McMahon and World Wrestling Entertainment, and so... I get the personability of it. Like, I get taking it personally, just... He he did throw shade at Vince McMahon, like, twice that week as well. Yeah. Um, which... He's a piece of shit. I get it. <laughs> you know, he is a piece of crap. He, he deserves it. Again, just... Maybe not from your... I don't know. Just as a higher... A person of high authority in that... Not only in the industry, but his company... It feels a little childish to go out there and go about it that way. And wasn't wasn't Vince McMahon's dad a piece of shit in like a whole his own right? Like, cause his dad wasn't even around when he was a, a bit, kid. Yes. Yeah, his dad like abandoned them, and then he just said, "Hey, uh, I want to buy your company." It's fucking crazy how that worked out. Like, how do you, as an abandoned child, go to your uh, father who left and say, "All right, I want to learn the business," and then eventually buy it and turn it into the biggest. Uh, wrestling corporation of all time and then do some scandalous shit along the way (laughs) i don't don't know know. everybody's got their demons i guess they do which i'm sure tony khan has his i'm sure the khan family does not have like the perfectly clean hands no but i think at this point there's no need to dive into that either like if someone comes out with it that's a whistleblower and I mean, if it's some really, if it's like sex trafficking, I can get that. Oh, that'd be fucked up. Yeah, dude. like, reveal that, please. But reveal if it's just it. like. Stop it. <laughs> if it's just like they got a few bribes here and there or something, like. Yeah. I don't know, man. From all accounts up to this point, AEW's been great in the way they've done business. And, like, they. Again, they're. I always bring up their deal with New Japan and WWE trying to snake that. And I brought yes. it up a couple weeks ago, too. But. Uh. The fact that like New Japan was just had so much honor and loyalty to be like we already made a verbal agreement with them and I feel like AEW has that same kind of energy back and I hope I'm not wrong I hope some shit doesn't come out one day like that yeah. I hope this ratings war quote unquote doesn't bring it out although again like I could say quote unquote with the Tuesday night war but with the ratings war it's legit like that's a real thing that's going yes. on whether you like it or not. If there's anything else within this. You know what? We got, uh, what, 1.6 million people combined watching these two shows? Brian, hey, that's a victory. numbers. That's great. It all depends. Look, you can make numbers do anything. You can make numbers do anything. And there were about 6 million people that were watching baseball, the Chicago-Detroit hockey game for opening night in the NHL, Go and college Blackhawks. football. That was all going against these things as well. And that's true. And I'm sure they they took some people there, but if you're looking at this from AEW's point of view, last week they had a .28 in the 18 to 49 year old demographic. This week it was a .26. 
not that I'm even trying to sit here and like be an AEW mark and defend their ratings, but one thing that just uh, occurred to me too is like, think about the non-inclusive casual watcher, like the people who just scroll past every Wednesday and see Dynamite. If you expect Dynamite to be on Wednesday like it always is and don't have any sort of wrestling news outside of television... You're just going to assume it's on Wednesday. You're not going to go straight to it on Tuesday. That's fair. That's, I don't know. And again, I'm not sitting here trying to like actively defend it. I just thought about that. No. I was like, oh. It's also not that big of a drop. It's not. Like, okay. they're all just numbers in. Uh, yeah, like, the, like they're saying, but he's making a big deal about it. Like, drop one. numbers. I don't, no one cares. No one cares about the number. Okay, that's not true. Too many people care about the numbers. That's, bullshit stop because <laughs> yeah the numbers can go so many different ways like you, okay more people watched it on television but more people could fill the arena in dynamite than at nxt so more people watched it live yeah. and like there's, there's just so many different numbers you can break out of it but the the biggest factor to me is that each product had really good matches and again nxt didn't have the best match quality but it didn't have terrible matches either we on the main episode, talked about a couple of them that were yeah. really good. And uh, I think what's kind of ironic is NXT took away from their great match quality streak they've been having week after week to just bring some names in. Yeah. And, I again, you get it, but <laughs> it's just, it's kind of all so silly in retrospect. And I hate that something's so silly, and that's why we're forced to talk about this. I hate that something so silly makes people so aggressive. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of hit on, like, the reasons why people do it. It's uh, it's just, I don't know. I'm going to give him a Stone Cold Stunner. So, they didn't fall all that far. Where they lost was their olds and their youngs. And this is where, if you want to take a lesson out of something, if you're AEW... The olds seem to love NXT. They're not going anywhere. So going head up against them, but they... Which is funny because NXT is a product based for new competition, new superstars, but the old heads are watching it for the old people on there. Yeah. It's so funny when you think about it. Obviously, don't have this... Oh, sorry. Well, they've they've been doing it now for a while now. They've been having people go down there. Yeah. That's how you... I mean... That's fine. That's how you get more eyes on the product. And that's what I said when this first came out. Like, I could care less about what the old heads are actually doing. They're getting more eyes on the product. I enjoy NXT every week. Maybe that'll get people to watch every week. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's their plan. And for fans like you that are into NXT, that uh, completely works. And so that you see why that's the formula. Yeah. Same affinity for you. And WWE and NXT is doing well in people that are under the age of 18 years old. And that's where the biggest divide was. It was 525,000 people for NXT, and it was 263,000 for AEW. When you look at the other demographics, they're all relatively close to what AEW does on a regular basis anyway. Obviously, NXT certainly carved into that. But with that said... If you're really kind of looking know. at it from a pure... He's saying that like, a lot of the kids under 18 are watching NAC, but like, how do you know? Like, their name isn't tied to anything. Their identity isn't tied to anything. That's a scary thought, and exactly. I feel like that might get a little off topic, but <laughs> I I don't even know if I want to think about it, I'm going to be honest. Do they know our age when we're do watching they... television? 
Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I'm kicking shit. Is it the government watching? Oh man, this is why I'm, I should stop smoking before the show, because now I'm really thinking. Numbers point of view, they didn't do all that bad, and where they've been lacking, is there are places that they know they're lacking anyway, at least they should know they're lacking. Now, I do have some advice, because I am a man who likes to offer advice, as you're all well oh, aware. Oh lord. To Austin Theory, actually no, it's not Austin Theory today. <laughs> if you spent the last 24 hours... Talking about how, well, now AW might as well fold up shop and go to business. Please take your phone, throw it in the trash can, and okay. uh, and do something else. If you're going to sit here and go, oh, well, you know, they, they didn't really win. They had Undertaker and John Cena, blah, blah, blah. I want you to take your phone. I want you to throw it in the trash. And I want you to go something else with your life. Because you know what? I've been telling no. you guys. Whoa, these you, you came in out of nowhere. He came in out of nowhere. Steve. Steve, if you want to sponsor the podcast. I want you to take your phone, I want you to throw in the trash, and I want you to go to something else with your life. Because you know what? I don't like to make people mad, but the fact of the matter is, WWE brought out The Undertaker and John Cena and all of that because they could. If Tony Khan would have had the option to bring guys of that caliber onto his show, he would have. And in fact, as we found out on Wednesday, I mean, it was clear for a while that John Moxley was not going to be defending the title against Phoenix, and he still announced him on the show until 10 minutes before the show started. So the idea that only WWE would have done this, could like, that not have been Tony Khan could have found a way to get The Undertaker, he'd have got The Undertaker for that show. And could he not have just sincere, sincerely thought have thought he, he was, was cleared and then... Concussions are fucking tricky, man. They are, and... To that credit, you can't you can't assume what someone's gonna be doing at all at any time. Yeah. Like now it's possible. It's possible. But and like I don't know how I feel about it if that were to be true. I'm not denying that it could be true. I'm just saying like I would like to question that it could be coincidental because that that just seems like such a fucking stretch for me. I don't know. We all know that. So if your argument that it doesn't count, you should also throw your phone away. Now, one more. Throw it away. Oh, please. Do you remember the press conference when uh, Tony was all excited that he had a picture of Antonio Noki and, and Shabbat as a child on his phone? And he was so excited to show me that he threw, me my, he threw his phone to me. Do you remember that? Yes. I should have kept it and went running. You really? Because oh. that's the biggest <laughs> Dude, <talking about> listen. <laughs> this guy really needs funny. to get off Twitter. Yeah, okay, with all due respect. Really now, I know some of you are going to defend this and go, well, you know, WWE. Listen, I've heard nothing. I've heard nothing, but Tony needs to get off his phone and stop tweeting. And you know who I've heard that from? I have Who's not that? heard that from fans. I have heard that from people in WWE, but you know who I've heard the most from? People in AEW. They're like, can somebody get this guy off of his phone? Get him off Twitter. That's from people in AEW. You know what he tweeted today? Well, first he had the I, probably oh, I can't say the thing he said the other day, but yeah. he tweeted today, this week, two active, yeah. decades-long rating streaks from two great legends were ended. Had ever good. been on a WWE show with under 1 million total viewers and under 400,000 in the demo. Now listen, I will say this. About I laughed, Edge okay? Yeah. I did laugh because that's like the, the gimmick on Twitter. It's like, you didn't get a million? You know, he's been hearing that for like a year now. And so I think that, you know, 
I think that he thought that this was funny, and it is funny actually. Is. But the problem is, funny. there's a lot of people in his own company that don't think it's funny. This They're is not a good use of Chris Harrington. No, it's just not. No, to come up with numbers like no. that. And look, I was the one in the lead up to Tuesday. Look, I lived through the 90s. I lived through Don King and Bob Arum and the Goosen family and the Duva family and Rock Newman and all these other psychopaths that would just do anything Wait, to get at? you to pay attention to their show or their night or their person or whoever it is. So in a way, this was funny to me. The arms race that was going on, WWE wasn't tweeting like Tony, but that's how he was responding, and it was great. I was fine with it. After the number comes out, just go ahead and thank the fans that you went ahead and watched. And if you're doing this, this tells me that you really need to to really jump on the trails of WWE right now and to try to get attention that way. And huh. I don't know if, if the day after, after these numbers come out, which you did lose by, you know, 230,000 people or whatever it is, like... Just go ahead, thank your fans for watching, thank them for their dedication on a night that was very tough with other things going on, I was dedicated. and keep it moving, and then wait for the next appropriate time to lose your mind on Twitter. Now, I get, Yeah, I agree, but again, yeah. I, I feel as if, like, if you're a true wrestling fan, it's not hard to watch both products successfully. You don't have to do it at the same time. Yeah. I, I was like, no, I'm going to watch Dynamite, I like Dynamite. And then I was like, well, I'm going to watch NXT online afterwards. Like, I watched NXT live, and then I watched Dynamite pre-recorded, or We said We said we afterwards. would. We said we'd do that. Exactly. Oh, he comes from a different era. He comes from right out of the message boards and all that sort of stuff. That's a life I, I didn't we live. Used Wrestle He's Observer he sees content for today's episode. This is one it's of those first. times where we're not going to make it a habit. Yeah, could be the last. Find somebody that's a member of your company that is willing to go out there and be your PR person and take those bullets. They're willing to be your house speaker, you know, to go out there and take that assault. Need a scapegoat. Yes, Tony needs a scapegoat is what he needs and well, i will basically that that's what he's saying but also that if tony has a thin skin that he assumes he has uh-huh. he should have someone else run the twitter which dude pay me tony khan pay me i'll do it you can pay me half of what you think you have to i'll fucking do it this is me sending out my job application to all tony, elite wrestling tony khan let's go you need a new social media manager i'm that guy I am that guy. Let's go. From people and to fire back at them and to come up with these crazy numbers. Get somebody else to do that because there is a fine line. There's a fine line. And he crosses it a lot for a lot of people. And at some point, well, he's going to embarrass himself publicly, not meaning to, like, really badly. Here's, here's the thing, okay, that, that a lot of people brought up to my attention here today. Like WWE has meetings saying don't 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 do stuff on Twitter, and you know who else did meetings like that is AEW. Yeah, like they yeah. they literally told the wrestlers like don't do this stuff on Twitter, and now Tony is out here doing this stuff on Twitter. So <laughs> I think that my advice, you if I were to give advice, advice, is everybody get off Twitter and start working on your wrestling show. Yeah, I don't know if this, uh...